Hi, we are in a new episode of the History and Politics podcast, and we have a, a great guest. We have Mateus Calderón, who is a journalist at the Comité de Lectura and also a cultural critic to talk about the situation with the coronavirus pandemic in Peru. Hi, Mateus. Hi, Camilo. How are you? I am really thankful for your, uh, for your invitation. Yeah, I, I'm fine. It's it's been great talking to you because I think you have been um, with the Comité de Lectura doing really interesting stuff in the podcast uh, about what is going on in the in 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 the complex situation that Peru is living. So I think we could uh, move on to 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 the beginning of the pandemic and how it was covered uh, overseas, which is kind of funny because uh, the. The, the economists like uh, praised Martin Vizcarra early actions and and it wasn't the only newspaper or you know like uh, or magazine overseas that a lot of praise was in, in our publication thing the Wall Street Journal even like call um, the the minister Maria Antonella Alba uh, an economic rock star uh, <laughs> or something like that and well it, and it, it, but, it, Yes. Yeah. So, uh, but then a lot of of uh, you know the the number of so the the early the early action of, of the Peruvian government was general praise, but then like it seemed like the the situation was uh, was controlled at at least at the beginning, and then it kind of like the cases jump up in a very uh, radical way. What do you think it happened? Well, it's, it's surely a complex situation. As, as you know, I am not from Lima, who is, uh, that is the capital of Peru, but from the north of Peru, from a little city called Suyana in, in the Pura region. And uh, it, it has been surely very painful, very mournful, all the situation with coronavirus here in Peru. And uh, I think that uh, there has been uh, some explanations that... Uh, I haven't been able to 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 grasp exactly what has uh, happened in Peru and this sort of paradox that we have been the very first uh, country in the region that has uh, in, in Latin America that that I don't know corona curfew for example, but uh, the, those those measures had been. Um, weakening for for uh, put it in some way in in the last uh, weeks so i think there has been uh, there are some reasons that that we can start to consider uh, for example one is um the the the, the capacity of of, uh, of enforcement uh, is uh, this curfew is this state of emergency um really effective and I think not. Uh, there has been a lot of people in the streets, there has been a lot of people in, I don't know, markets, supermarkets and uh, it is basic, basically because uh, our, our level of informality is uh, such a high uh, in the region. Yeah, I, I, I mean, for, for example, I think people are not going to be aware how informal is the Peruvian economy. So basically the last year uh, in Jogue Plaza, which is one of the largest uh, malls and, 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 and kind of the, the one that has the largest facturation in uh, in, in the country, it, it was an operation to, to basically close a store because they were selling... Um, uh, false products, and also they didn't have the license from Ripcord. So the, the 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 informalization of the economy is in, in all sectors of of the of the. Yeah. Yes, that that is uh, uh, quite, the, quite a interesting situation because one of the main mistakes most of the uh, the talking heads in TV and, and other spaces do when they talk about informality is just to think about uh, one uh, pure um, I don't know, cir circuit of, of informality and actually in Peru is informality and formality they can be at the same place in the same enterprise yeah that's that's i i think a, a a particular characteristic of peru i think it's in some ways it extends to countries in latin america but in peru is very 
is very like present. So even some companies doing a mix of those. So there are you know companies that that sell both fake and and and, and original products, which could sound strange to other people overseas. But um, but yeah, I mean, I, I was thinking also that that I think that the the one of the great problems that has seen. Uh, the coronavirus pandemic in, in is that the the level of inequality in the region. So, if one sees to the cases of countries that more or less have been able to manage uh, the coronavirus pandemic, are countries like Uruguay or Costa Rica, which for different reasons are are relatively more egalitarian than there are countries in the region. And in and one sees that countries that are very unequal, like Peru. Like uh, like Brazil, like Mexico, and and like Chile has have deal with much complex problems to to try to solve the crisis. Yeah, that that is that is uh, very interesting, uh, and actually, I think that is uh, absolutely true. Um, I think uh, inequality is a is a great problem here here in in Peru. But uh, also the abandonment of the the public sector. The, for example, think about uh, the health uh, services, public health services here in Peru. Um, and uh, I was thinking that uh, some of the most uh, affected uh, zones or regions here in Peru uh, affected by coronavirus has had been uh, the north of Peru which has already uh, a, a crisis on infrastructure and in health services and the the um, near to the to the forest of peru the peruvian forest and those were uh, places or regions that uh, historically had been uh, abandoned by the state yes i i was actually also going to 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 mention something that has been kind of a, a polemic in in the in in, in recent uh, uh, times here in Peru, which was a, a publication by the Ministry of Health about like the the precautions that particular the Afro Peruvian community should should have uh, around uh, around the the coronavirus that generated kind of an, an online polemic also, which it was kind of something. That I wasn't expecting that it will generate so much polemic in 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 the way that it did. Yes, that's just uh, re- really funny if you ask me. Uh, maybe for, for the ones that don't uh, don't know about it, this uh, little incident, uh, the the Twitter account of, of, of Culture Min- Ministry here in Peru published uh, an image, right? Uh, an image about. Um, uh, the Afro-Peruvian uh, community having to, to to I don't know what wash their hands and, and, and stuff like that uh, f- confronting coronavirus and of course there was a lot of people in, in, in the social media and Twitter that started to acu- uh, getting uh, accused the, the the ministry of being racist and that was really curious and funny and um, maybe even enraging for some people yes that 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 shows also like i think how divided this is society and and i, I think it's there is uh, something that that you you mentioned that you know like the the most affected regions are are lima the the, the capital which is where the, the the initial spread went and and then uh, particular the northern regions uh, like the north uh, northern coast and then the the amazonic region which also has suffered a lot of of problems and troubles uh, historically um it is it is uh, like in in many ways like people see peru as as an andean country and i think that it's true that that uh, that there are a lot of uh, the majority of, of of the population at one point uh, we're living in the Andes, and 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 Lima, particularly, is a, is a city that, despite technically being in the coast, has a a strong Andean influence because of, of the immigration. But I, I kind of think that in that narrative, like particularly the Amazon, is erased, and 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 also them, I are having 
a lot of, of trouble. In particular, the, the, the indigenous communities of the Amazon, which sometimes when, when people think about indigenous people in, 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 in Peru, they think in, in the Quechua and the Aymara in, in the Andes, but also it's important to tell there are many different communities, indigenous communities in the Amazon who, who already had a lot of problems, uh, particular with deforestation, uh, but but now are having much more troubles with uh, with a pandemic, with having they a, a much weaker uh, healthcare system than in other parts of of of, of the country. Yeah, it's absolutely hideous what is happening there. And uh, well, as I told you before, this this has historic roots. Uh, all the Amazonic uh, zone in Peru has been uh, for, uh, forgotten by the state for for years, for decades. And uh, in, in the case of the northern region of Peru, uh, it has been a, a, a zone, it has been a, um, a region that has um, been through a lot in the in the last decade. We, we and I talk like we because I, I am from there, but in the northern region, you have uh, like um, El Nino phenomena, you know, like uh, yes, strong yes. rain in for for weeks and for months that have uh, uh, destroyed everything. That that's why I've, I've been talking about uh, these problems of infrastructure there. And um, you had in in the uh, Amazonian um, region, you also had um, like dengue, you know. Yes, yes, the the infection. Yes, exactly. The... So there has been like this overlapping of problems, of overlapping of, of crises. You know, the, uh, uh, two weeks ago or three weeks ago, I was listening to Alberto Vergara, this uh, famous uh, uh, political scientist from Peru, and he said that uh, Peru is not a country, uh, a post-war country, uh, talking about the, the, post, the, the war, the internal war, that, that went from the 80s to, to the end of the 90s. But we are a, a country post everything, <laughs> you know, like post-war, <laughs> post-dengue, uh, post-nino uh, phenomena. There's a lot of things going on there. Yeah, I mean, also it, it should be said that, you know, uh, from an economic viewpoint, uh, some people have talked about the Peruvian miracle. Uh, and it, it, well, it was true that in 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 economic numbers, like the 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 product, the the kind of the economic growth, particularly uh, surrounding the the prices of, of of minerals, which are an important part of the economy, uh, uh, that that generated like the the sensation of of. Uh, of growth in, in in the country, th this kind of growth was kind of uh, unequal, and it was not a growth that was completely expanded. And and one of the one of the issues that I, I see some some foreign journalists very surprised is that despite the 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 growth, like for example, a lot of Peruvians still don't have like clean water or or don't have electricity. So that is is, is a problem. So. I, I have seen some people even here in Peru complaining that why do people go out a lot to the markets? So in a lot of places, even here in the capital, in Lima, people have to go to the markets because they don't have electricity. And without having electricity, they don't have a, a fridge or refrigerator to to be able to, to, to keep the food. So they have to, to go out every day to, to buy the food because that's the only way that the food is not going to get waste. Yeah, there there is some sort of narrative that tries to blame the people for for the spread of the coronavirus, and I think that is a, a very short-sighted uh, narrative and a short-sighted view of uh, what is happening here in Peru. Actually, as as you you uh, tell really well, the the, the reasons uh, are are very structural, actually. And uh, yes, you have this sort of um, uh, macroeconomical, um, I don't know, stability. And uh, here it comes a pandemic, and everything goes goes down. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's very interesting to also remark the that the 
that the the basically the, the the healthcare system had more or less some kind of privatization in some way because uh, something that could surprise some some people is that even in public hospitals there were like private consults so the doctors will use the 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 hospitals as, as their you know like as, as basically their consultories uh, so it, it's it, it has been a very kind of, of, of despite the 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 growth which was basically surrounding the the the, the prices of minerals and at some point uh this growth wasn't as, as continuous as as, as 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 it and it didn't expand uh as as the economic growth in other areas of the world have have been in some ways uh, different, and in that sense, like for example, like uh, now it's a it's a very complex moment because uh, in in the news world, even like uh, international news are covering that now there are, are you know like uh, people are are having a very hard time like buying uh, uh, gas uh, that that is needed like medicines. Um, you know, like uh, it's it's a very complex situation, the one that that Peru is facing. It, it's and and not just in in the sense of of uh, of, of of the health per se, but also on the cultural level. Like 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 uh, the Peruvian culture has is. It's having a, a very complex time uh, dealing with with uh, with the with the time like this because, in some ways, um, like one of the things that also was mentioning uh, about the about the one of the reasons why the the spread of of of, of the coronavirus uh, has been so large is that in many houses, like uh, it, the, the people don't live just with their with their parents or, or their partner, but with with uh, uncles, aunts, uh, you know, cousins, nephews. So you know, there are many extended families. So so it's not strange here in Peru, for example, that in some house like there are like twenty people living, and and it could sound even strange, but even in, in my, I have known of families where middle class to even upper middle class who actually have done that. So. It's not necessarily just that, you know, like really people that don't have any kind of resources, but sometimes for different reasons, like uh, sometimes even more extended families exist in 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 even like uh, like uh, more upper strata, although it's it's much less common. And in that case also, like, for example, in that case, uh, they could just buy delivery and, 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 and they like the the possibility of an infection is much lower, but in, in the cases of people that particularly live in, in much more uh, marginal areas of, of, of Lima or, or, or in, in other places in rural Peru, it's much more difficult for them to, to do this kind of stuff. So they have to, to go out to, to buy food, and, and that is, is a vector in the, in the, the contagion. Yes, I, I absolutely agree. I just remember my own experience when I lived in in Suyana, in in Pura, in the northern region of Peru. My house, we were like um, maybe twelve persons, 12, 12 people in a house. So, it, and we were like uh, medium to low, you know. Um, and and I think it's, it is quite uh, difficult because this is people that is uh, accustomed to 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 stay together. So if one gets uh, gets sickened by by coronavirus, gets infected by by coronavirus, it is really possible that all the family starts to I don't know show symptoms. And this is not a, a rare case. I've heard cases in Pura again where the whole family is, is infected by coronavirus. And as as you said, this is not just um, I don't know marginal families or, or lower class families. No, no, no. This is uh, from upper class or middle class, and it's uh, it's a problem about also about uh, how you build the city. And I think it is it is very important. Because then you have like this, uh, this uh, I, I will again uh, talk about my own experience. Here in Lima, I live in a um, middle class uh, neighborhood. And we have like this, um, you know, it's a close neighborhood in San Miguel, who is uh, again a middle class uh, um, 
a district here in, in Lima. But um, my neighborhood is, is more or less uh, constituted by old people. And these old people, they don't really need to go to work. They are um, living from, from their pension and something like that. And uh, here in, in my neighborhood, we have not had uh, cases uh, of coronavirus. But again, it's, uh, it's almost an uh, enclosure. It's, it's, almost clo- it's almost closed by everywhere. So, so there are things that arise with this kind of pandemics that um, require you to think um, how you build a city, how you build a culture. As, as you said, this is a cultural problem too. How you build a culture, how, how you build a citizenship, how you build uh, um, these structural reforms that had not been made when there was this uh, minerals boom in the uh, in the, the price of minerals in the 2006 yes that that's a really interesting uh issue about like uh, the, the the quest for urbanism because in some ways i think that that people may be not aware of but uh lima has particularly lima but but the the, the whole of peru has a, a lot of infrastructure problems so there are a lot of problems in, in in the public transport and and that's one of the one of the of the biggest problems also is a a factor of the spread because i was um hearing about that and actually watching it like uh the it was very difficult to 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 do social distancing in 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 the buses because like uh, they were completely full and and it was a very kind of complex issue and also is 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 a, is a class issue because obviously like people particularly in the you know in the middle class upper middle class and more even more wealthy people uh, generally have cars so they don't need to take public transport at least per se so so this has affected like uh, districts like San Juan del Lurigancho, which are a much more populous district and, and, and other much more working class districts have been more affected because like when they go to uh, to work or, or, or to buy food, they also are could be uh, being in contact with people that are infected and also being infected by, by coronavirus. So, so this is also a very complex challenge to, to, to face in, in, in this particular time. Sure. And, and again, you have to, to it, it is worth noting that the coronavirus was, uh, I don't know how, how, you, how to put it, but it was brought to Peru by basically the upper classes, those who could, I don't know, uh, travel to Europe and then come back and they start to get infected by coronavirus. And then uh, it rapidly start to transfer to the uh, to the middle and lower classes and that is actually a, as you have put it uh, before that is a class problem no? that that is a class class problem here and uh, I, I was thinking about what you you told about uh, this uh, public transportation and yes i mean of course th- th- those who who can buy it who can buy a car they, they can go freely <laughs> and the ones who can no, not not afford uh, to buy a car, we have to go in, in buses or in combis and, and coasters that are these these forms of um, public transportations that absolutely not healthy. <laughs> yes, I, I was also thinking. Now there has has been something said about the promotion of of using bikes. Uh, and some people like the the, the uh, one of the well some people have been supportive of that idea some more people have said that for example in like uh particular uh, in the working class neighborhood they are in, in in the mountains basically and and it's obviously much more difficult to 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 do back there and sometimes they're very um and and in other cases some other people said that argue that for example i, I was hearing a a fellow podcaster in, in Peru saying that, for example, he 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 said like his area was more or less like playing. So in, te- in theory, he could go, but he was wondering about his safety because like there have been cases of people being robbed because they yes, they want yes, to yes. rob his bike. That's so, so, what I was gonna. That's exactly what I was gonna say because you you have these like three D models that goes into the web about how the 
the the the the roads for the for for cycling and um, for bicycles are going to be made <laughs> and then you think well sure it looks really good on the 3d model but when i go around there the most probable thing is that i get robbed <laughs> yes i mean it's it's uh, also security has been a um uh, an issue like the number of of, of robins have have been increased, but also the uh, one issue that was uh, quite contentious was the the fact that 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 the police was very active in in the in in, in detaining people maybe in, in the beginning at, at very higher levels and and actually the police have been infected also in very higher levels uh, and, and many have died and, and and there are many that are sick now so it, it was. Do you think there was kind of a noble reaction in some way of the government that at some point ended up being counterproductive? Yes, yes. Uh, I think it has been totally uh, counterproductive because if if any case you have the military and you have the police, you should have sent them to some specific points in the city. You, you don't have to have it around the city detaining people for, I don't know, uh, going with their dogs. <laughs> and, and and I think that it has been a very bad decision to just to, to militarize the pandemic and not only militarize, but the, the, the discourse, the, the public speech about uh, and the public narrative, the state narrative about uh, the, the coronavirus pandemic in the, their first week. Uh, and the first weeks in general um, was a bellicist narrative. We have to, this is a war. We have to we have to uh, destroy coronavirus. And when you start, uh, I don't know, adopting, uh, enacting, or embracing this this kind of uh, speech, this kind of discourse, this kind of narrative, this kind of uh, war narrative, you start uh, to open the gates to I don't know, like. Um, violations of human rights and um, uh, over authority and uh, much more problems and of course if you don't have again the resources the 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 the, the human resources for put it in a way i don't like that that uh, that term but the human resources uh, what you end up having is a lot of working class people because these uh, these people from the military these people from the police are working class people that get sick because they have not they don't have medians for for defending themselves for for being uh, healthy yeah, that, that's that's true. Also, I was was going to ask you about the the place of immigration in this uh, in this uh, in this context because uh, Peru has been receiving uh, a, a large uh, uh, Venezuelan popula uh, population and 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 there have been like problems uh, around the discourse toward them that in, at the beginning it seemed to be like much more uh, relatively uh, pro-immigration was uh, the, kind of the consensus but then it, it begins like very xenophobic uh, and particular now it's a very complex uh, um, time particular for, for, for the Venezuelans because many of the Venezuelans uh, work it in the informal economy so uh, with now they have a, a much Offer time uh, being able to 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 have any income because like still there is very uh, there is a very strong limitation of 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 the of the of the kind of 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 economic activities that are are, are currently occurring in the country. Yes, I think the, the, the question of immigration, what to do with migrants, migrants, uh, Venezuelan migrants in particular, uh, has been uh, terribly managed managed by, by the government. Because I don't know if you remember, or maybe uh, the people hearing don't know, but in 2006, uh, 2016 with uh, Pedro Pablo Kuczynski, uh, he was very pro-immigration, but this was obviously a political movement, uh, a political movement trying to go uh, against Nicolás Maduro and trying to build this uh, famous Grupo de Lima, no? the Lima group, the, the diplomatic or uh, Lima group. And 
the thing with that is that it didn't um and then you had this this sort of uh really weird uh response from the left because you know Kuczynski was from the right and and some congressmen from from the left start uh, raising awareness about hey this may be not be right i mean the all the the the, the easiness that that uh, Kuczynski offered to 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 migrants here in Peru and uh, of course they were accused of xenophobia and for the most of the part that was true but then you have uh, Biscara who had a, a very like populist uh, narrative a populist speech about the migrants and you have Biscara and the the Moran, who was his ministry of uh, interior ministry, yeah, um, with with uh, Biscara, like in, in some events, public events where some migrants were being deported. So now you have this sort of uh, situation or overall situation where where migrants don't have uh, much protection from the state, much protection or much interest from the government or from the, I don't know, congressmen, for example. Being, being right or left. <laughs> yeah, that, that, yeah, that's that's true. It's a very complex situation of, of the migrants, of Venezuelan migrants. But also uh, another migration situation is, is, is developing. The issue that many... Uh, people in Lima that were from from the interior of the country are, are returning, and many times are returning by foot because, like the since the quarantine was established, there have been a lot of restrictions, um, and and it was like uh, and it was I I don't remember who, but it was I think a, a historian that remarked that it was the first time. In the in recent history, that when a crisis happens, uh, it, it's it's the population going outside of Lima, not going into Lima, which is a, a very kind of interesting development that that maybe shows the kind of uh, of of dramatic nature of the crisis that we are facing. Yes, you have this this uh, famous image. Uh, um, it was also the title of a book, Desborde Popular. That is basically the image of um, Lima bursting, bursting out because of all the migrants from the interior of the country coming to to the capital. And you have some sort of uh, mirror image now with all the migrants who who first came here to to Lima. Um, I don't know in the last decades and uh, affected by the economical crisis economic crisis and political crisis indeed they they start to return and they they were even uh, named the, the walkers i don't know if you saw that that image i i i find it uh, fascinating i found it fascinating because of course there is there are still migrants going to their their homes and what it shows you is the fragility again of this sort of uh, economic stability or, or, or yes, of economic stability that have been conquered uh, by, uh, for, for the last uh, decades here in Peru. No, it, it doesn't uh, correspond to reality. It's pretty weird. And um, again, the, the, the question about what do we do now, it's uh, extremely complicated because, um, strangely, uh, in the in the Andes areas, there hasn't been much uh, much of uh, uh, infected or affected people by coronavirus. That is really really interesting. Yeah, a, 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 a Spanish newspaper, El País, is, uh, was wondering uh, was basically published an article arguing that that it seems that that the Andes have have been a spare. Uh, and the theories about that are, 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 are very interesting. Also, like it, 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 it talks about the, the the adaptation of the population to high attitudes, and, and that they have to to have some the they have to have some kind of adaptation that makes them more resistant to to coronavirus than other populations. So it's a it, it's a very kind of complex story. I mean. 
uh, there are many even historians and anthropologists and archaeologists that sometimes have wondered why um, both the Incas and the Tiwanaku culture decided to to have their central bases in very higher places, which uh, complicate living in many in many ways. But it, it seems that in some ways. Uh, they made them in some ways stronger uh, in order to 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 survive crises like this, and it, it seems like, and it's not only uh, in in Peru; it's it's in the entire Andes. So it, both in, in in the Andean regions of 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 of, uh, of Bolivia and the Andean regions of, of Ecuador, the infection rates in the Andean regions have been much lower than than in, in the in the regions that are. Uh, much more near the the level of the sea, so so that has been an interesting development. Um, uh, some also wonder if, if if the llamas, the the, the animal that lives in, in the higher altitudes, could could have a, a, um, could help to 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 bring a cure to to coronavirus. I think that the llamas have been used to 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 fight other forms of coronavirus not necessarily the covid-19 but uh, uh, we are going to to see probably in in the future more research about that it's it's really an interesting phenomenon but uh, i also was wondering to to what degree you think uh, i saw an interview someone was saying that the the fear of biscara which uh, it still is being strong, and that could surprise people because uh, Peru is already one of the countries with the most highest rate of, of infection. But actually, he has a, a very a very high uh, approval rating, and and it seems that 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 there is a, uh, I sorry I was saying that there is like. Um, uh, a kind of of the search of an Inca, for say, in some way, uh, of the people that, that wanted a kind of a savior more than 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 a than a, than a politician, or and in that sense, in some ways, Vizcarra was particular praise at the start. I think now the reactions are a little bit more mixed, but I still think that he has uh, a lot of popular support that that I see very difficult to imagine other politicians having. Well, uh, you see, I don't know if we are looking for an Inca, we are looking for a father. <laughs> I will put it a bit uh, psychoanalytical here. But I, I will say that the, the Peruvian population is, is uh, in some way um, qualified or, or character, characterized as um, you know, authoritarian and, uh, or so. And I don't think it's good to, to dis- make these general assumptions, but surely I would say that um, for Biscara um, and for this, this sort of changes or variations on, on his uh, narrative about Peru, the figure of, of he, him as a father, as a father of, of, of old people, uh, has been very important. I mean, he started... Again, with this narrative about uh, we are going to 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 go to war with the virus against the virus, and then you had this some sort some point of uh, you know break where some breaking point where where that was not enough, and people start uh, thinking because I, I I am always watching the the news uh, and the the comments that start appearing in these live transmissions. And people was like really um, uh, preoccupied. I don't know what is the word, but they were um, wondering if you know is Biscara okay? Is is he he looks he looks really tired? Um, you know, there was a, a really like like care about the, the president. So I don't think it's just uh, the the thing about. Uh, Let's make here a, a parenthesis. Biscara uh, has been made uh, ha- has uh, have a uh, uh, very populistic re- rhetoric in the last weeks. This is basically because he's um, striking the, gov- the the Congress and the Congress and the congressmen. They are indeed uh, very populist ones. Uh, so. You have this this Biscara who is like playing a double role here. 
for for one part he's like the, the the caring father of the nation he's trying to protect everyone and he's he's you know like uh, um making this these speeches where where they where he tells people no that was bad you should have not to go to to the streets you have to please understand me i want the best for you <laughs> but at the same time you have this sort of most uh, more populistic biscara uh, trying to to strike the congress and get him involved in this uh, competition about who is more populist than the other yeah that's that's a really uh, really interesting uh observation i think that, that now that we are dealing with with politics i mean the the one of the political questions that that that, that remains stronger is, is 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 kind of the future and and there is like uh some narrative that some of the media overseas portray about the the more um the the aspects of, of the fight of corruption in, in, in Peru. And I think some uh, some Ukrainian channel even did a, a report that said basically that 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 Peru has defeated corruption. I think it was generally an exaggeration. But but I think in some ways like it, it's true like uh that 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 pres former presidents are being prosecuted. But they also it's true that even in this kind of situation, there has been a lot of uh, of of cases of corruption. So, for example, there have been cases of of of, of buying uh, in the police buying uh, equipment uh, masks that were and that didn't have the minimum standards, or or in the case of municipalities that were in charge to. To giving a, a food to the to those most in need, it seems like the municipalities just kept the the, the food for themselves, uh, and other cases of corruption in the in the regional governments, and 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 it seems like the corruption it, it's uh, persists and in a very dramatical way, even in a context like this. Yes, uh, I don't know. Well, I am not in, an expert on corruption, but it's an endemic problem, <laughs> almost as, or maybe even more um, dangerous than, than coronavirus itself. Because yes, you have, uh, like, even the, 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 um, the, yes, of course, the police have, has been involved in some major corruption cases, but um, Contraloria, in, in, in English, I don't know how, how to say it, uh, but even the... the the institution that it's supposed to um, to watch out the other institutions not to commit these crimes uh, is involved in, in corruption. So it is an endemic problem. It is a, a very serious problem that starts to uh, arise when you have um, this sort of um, weakening of the uh, of the um, bureaucratic apparatus or structure in, in general yeah that, that's that's a really a, a, a huge challenge for 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 the future of Peruvian politics the the, the fight against corruption it's it seems to be in a, a priority of many of many people but uh, it's difficult to, to put it in, in the context. For example, uh, one could say that, that Biscara per se is not someone, uh, uh, how to say in some way, uh, that has been involved in corruption per se, but people in his surroundings have been involved in corruption. And and that is all a, a challenge that is difficult to to to, to fight in, in the sense that, that obviously... Uh, it, it's it's a very complex fight, particularly in a, in a moment like this, where we're firing people that are already dealing with issues uh, is is kind of complex, and and it's it's going to be particularly um, when when if, if the pandemic is controlled, it's difficult to say when it's going to be controlled. But as 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 long as as in the moments of where where the because also that's a, a very uh, 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 issue with that we don't have a, a certainty. So for some weeks it was said that the next week was going to be the peak, that the next week is going to be the peak. But the numbers of cases are still um, 
surging. So it's it's very difficult to know when when it's going to to the numbers are going to more or less uh, slow the, the the spread. But I, I guess that's a very important challenge for the future. Uh, so I, I I was want to to. Uh, to end up talking about something that maybe people are not much aware, but there have been some interesting cultural aspects of the of the of the of the pandemic, and one of the most interesting aspects was uh, uh, what in 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 Spanish was called la palta emocionada, the 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 the, the, the basically is a, a young woman dressed as an avocado that was jumping and and it became kind of a, a social media phenomenon like people were doing remixes there were heavy metal versions there of that 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 that, that kind of video clip that it was so it, it was kind of, of, of surreal and also like there there was the this case of, of uh, i think in, in Apurimac it was that that in order to celebrate the, the, the mothers day there were a lot of people in in costumes, some one was dressed as as, as Mario Bros, and and it was also kind of surreal. Uh, there was uh, the other day uh, the I think the Ministry of Production make a, a marriage between uh, uh, a potato and, and, a, and a chicken in order to 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 talk about the reopening of the economy. So I, I think it's very curious, but Peru has a very um, I don't know what's the term to say in some ways, uh, because this mascot culture generally is much more associated to, to, to Japan. But for some reason, Peru seems to appreciate this mascot culture is this costume, uh, almost cosplay, uh, tradition, which is, uh, very popular in Peru and which gives, uh, very almost surrealist image. Uh, I don't know what, what you make of that. Well, I, I wouldn't call it uh, this. 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 Um, I wouldn't call it a, a mascot, but surely um, I don't know. I just think people are bored, <laughs> and we have uh, this like a raging or a rising culture of, of memes. You know, like in, in the internet, in, in Peruvian internet and Peruvian Twitter and Peruvian Facebook and Peruvian Instagram. Uh, we have this such love for memes and for you know things that we can make fun of or just laugh at or laugh with. Uh, and I think La Palta Emocionada, you know, this excited avocado, uh, or or the things that that, that happened in in Apurímac, those are examples, perfect examples of of what happens when when you have this uh, meme loving uh, population. Uh, that gets bored. <laughs> they are going to, uh, to to take this this phenomena and start replicating in the in the social media till they get viral. And personally, for me, it's uh, more interesting than that. It, it, this is this is no disrespect to you, but for me, it, it was more interesting to to think about uh, like like uh, fake news phenomena, fake news narratives that start to to rise uh, in, in the midst of uh, of the pandemia. You know, like like people who who, who says that G five G five towers. You know these towers that that. That uh, basically the five G towers, the 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 kind of uh, yeah, the telephonic technology. Exactly. Like the... Yeah. Uh, they they are spreading the virus. So then you start thinking, wow, how is people believing these things? But uh, what is actually beneath that? It uh, really questioning a, a real and harsh question, a harsh questioning about the. You know the, the the conspiracies of of the economic world, and these these conspiracies can't turn out to turn turn to be really like I don't know anti-Semitic uh, sometimes and, and and really hateful. But um, for the most of the part, um, they they are um, I think uh, they are a signal of that the people start questioning in some ways <laughs> the economic system, of course. 
Yeah, that that's. Uh, I think we go. We should um, also deal with it. I, I think that's a, that's a really important question. I think that that there is a, there was what it was called a neoliberal consensus, so to speak, in the sense that most of the parties more or less like uh, follow what the what's the called the Washington consensus, basically of of, of economic policies that. That 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 in theory will favor the uh, uh, so-called free market, but as, as we have been seeing, like it, it's uh, it, it has been uh, favoring like particular markets of you know like of corporations or, or, or large businesses that generally have contacts with with uh, with the state, and 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 the Odebrecht scandal more or less reveal how much Latin America was involved in that kind of dealings. So I think it, it, it's really interesting uh, having to, to deal with that because I, I feel that it wasn't a real uh, challenge for a lot of, of time. And that, that also um, led us to the question of, 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 of informality that it was at the beginning of, of, of the of the conversation, so uh, it, it's true that the government has been giving checks to to some of the people that that uh, that that are in need. But the problem is that those checks haven't reached all the population that is in need because some population did have income, but uh, having been able to work for months, they don't longer have income. So I was like. Uh, Hearing the other day about associations of of, of of sellers of street food that were asking the government in order to to for them to to being able to to go back to the streets and sell because they basically just didn't have any uh, any income now. So I think that that is a very kind of complex situation because if it's true that the situation of informality uh, led us in in, in in several precarious conditions, uh, they. If they aren't being able to to return to the market, they could be even in more precarious conditions. So it's it's kind of a of a double dilemma, uh, and, and 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 it's kind of a very difficult uh, uh, struggle to have. And 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 I think the the government is going to have a very kind of difficult time to 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 try to 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 solve this this tension. Sure. And, you know, I've been talking this with some friends lately, but the thing with informality and the thing with uh, precariousness in some some of the work, some of the jobs here in Peru are um, the so-called geek economy. That is actually the the rule here in Peru. Um, is that informality is as I think there, there is a sociologist. I think it is a sociologist, a Peruvian one called Moises Rojas, who who says that um, informality is actually um, can be understood as a function of depolitization. And I think that is really, really, really important to have in mind when, yes, of course, there is a lot of informal people, there is a lot of precarious people, and here I'm thinking uh, precarious just as the Benjamin Noyes, this, uh, I think it's British philosopher, put it, um, preca- precariousness, uh, precarity is uh, the impossibility of, of imagining new futures. So... Of course, you have this um, precarious uh, population, informal population, who is going to be more precarious after the coronavirus pandemic. So what are you going to do with them? How are you not going to let them go into poverty again? And I think one of the steps that the government can take is the, uh, to assign a universal basic income that should have been the, I don't know, the the, the, the general assumption of the left in the in the congress but it has not been that yeah that's that's a really interesting question i i was like i remember having that discussion uh, uh some years ago with with, with some friends uh, here in, in in peru in the national university of san marcos where i study and it was uh, like I remember someone arguing that that it was kind of more of an idea that that it was uh, an idea of Europeans and Americans and, and that that Peru has a very hardworking culture and actually like uh, Al Jazeera did a, a report on on on, on working hours uh, and actually like. Uh, 
Peru is the country that has more working hours in South America, like 60 hours in, 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 in a week by, by work in, in average. So it's, 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 uh, Peruvians are having like a, a very high uh, uh, working hours, but at the same time, they have lower incomes that, that people in, in neighboring countries where they work less hours. So it's, it's a very kind of precarious condition. So, um, the the issue with with particularly with with the opening of the economy is going to be very complex because um, maybe people don't know but but there was an incident very near uh, uh, Christmas uh, uh, of last year uh, in 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 McDonald's which uh, in which two young workers die of 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 uh, of electrocution because of, of the bad conditions that that were on, on McDonald's, and if if a large corporation like McDonald's can have even like the basic uh, safety standards, it's going to be very difficult for for the country to have like uh, um, uh, to adopt this kind of safety standards that for coronavirus are going to be much more or should have to be m- much more strict. But the issue is that that is, as we were talking at the beginning. Uh, the the issue is that here informality is, is in all sectors. So it's not just the, the informal is the people selling on the street. Informal is even like the like the people that have the franchise of, of, of McDonald's. That that that, that and it was like revealed after that 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 the, that the, that they were a lot of cases in in a lot of the fast foods. So it was just not McDonald's, but other other fast food chains that that had more or less the, the same kind of problems. Uh, so it's it's a very complex moment because, as you mentioned, like the the gig economy, it's also like in theory, it's a, a kind of formalization of the informalization, in in the way that the gig economy, like Uber, for example, like it's it's a huge corporation. It's not like it's a so so in that sense, there is kind of a. Of, of of a very complex moment in which the government seems to 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 have to intervene, uh, and I think that 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 is not sh- that it's still not sure to which degree it's going to intervene. Uh, what do you think about that? No, I think it's pretty interesting. I I, I wanted to to come back to the case of the two young boys, a boy and a girl, who died at McDonald's, who who were uh, there, and I think it, it is. Really interesting what happened there because when a security inspector, I think he was from the from the labor ministry, who 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 went to 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 McDonald's, and and some uh, journalists asked him why haven't you checked this this uh, this um, this this McDonald's store, and uh, he said, well, they are they are McDonald's. We thought that they they should be much or less formal and i think that is what happens a lot this is the paradoxical situation of this uh, this um, chain stores this this uh, fast food stores that uh, and, and 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 a lot of uh, other uh, things like or jobs like uber and and, and more that uh, from the state, from the from the it's labor ministry, they actually think that because they are big, they they are formal, and of course that is not the true, and uh, it's quite the op- opposite actually. So what I think is going to happen in the next um, year. Well, it, it depends a lot on who is going to be in power. And that is a very big question because we should be having um, we should be having elections for president and for Congress in a year, in less than a year. So that that is really very very few few time. <laughs> so it depends a lot of who is going to win that, and maybe who knows? Maybe the Congress decides to. To to uh, to to stay longer in in power because they think I don't know coronavirus won't let you uh, think well won't let you go to to uh, uh, voting poll who who knows really yeah that's also an issue that that it's that I think we go we we should have mentioned is that uh, one of the 
of the places that have been accused of, of being a center of, of, of the spread of the virus also is is the the wet markets. So, so the markets that they are the most common markets in, in Peru because it's true that there have been open supermarkets in the last years, but but still a lot of people, uh, particularly in working class areas, go to to these wet markets. But some one of the issues that maybe not being reported is that some of these wet markets are actually in the middle of the streets. So. It, it it has a lot to do with the the issue that the government has in sometimes maybe abandoned many many populations and and those populations trying trying to to have their own uh, to to have some income end up you know like uh, being being street sellers so you know in some ways there is kind of a, a, of of a, of a formalization in the sense that that it's not just one person selling food, but 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 a lot of of people. Uh, uh, but it's a, it's a very fragile condition for, for them because, like for example, uh, at, at some of these wet markets, like the infection rate has been very high. So it seems like the the government hasn't been like uh, haven't hasn't been interested in, for example, like uh, buying a place and and, and 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 renting or selling to them. Uh, because obviously, like uh, many of, uh, of these people are are you know like 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 have been of migrant descent. Many have come from the Andes, so they didn't have that much income to begin. So they had to begin in some way. But the government hasn't been helping in any way. And 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 I, I have been seeing as, as interesting the initiative of, of, of trying to use um, some public spaces like. Uh, like uh, stadiums to 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 do f- to do food markets because in that way uh, there is much less uh, uh, there is much m- more possibility of social distancing but but as long as the the, the street markets that are very uh, where the crowds there have the, not much space because like they just uh, basically pop up uh, in a very in a some a spontaneous way but. Uh, in in that sense, I think there is a, a huge deal of abandonment from from the government. Yes, and this this is not uh, just a question about the abandonment of the government, but the levels of government. Because as 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 far as as far as I know, the thing with uh, the markets is that they are under the authority of the municipality, municipal, you know. Uh, so actually, the, the 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 central government in in Lima or the regional government they can do mo- much more. Uh, the the ones who should be I don't know like um, formalizing these these street markets should be the 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 municipalities actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it's it's a very kind of complex situation in, in Peru, where where uh, I, I I think many many times different elements uh, of uh, at the political level uh, try to give responsibility to the other in order to avoid them the responsibility in their own. But I think the, those attitudes need to change in order the country to to being able to change. Um, I was wondering if, if you want to 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 tell something else that we need to to know about the current situation of Peru uh, uh, before we wrap up the the conversation. Well, I, I would like to maybe uh, return to something that I was saying very very early in the conversation that we are a country that has been through a lot. We are a country that has been through uh, internal war. We have uh, we, we are a country that has been uh, economic shock, uh, and uh, so there are a lot of uh, communitarian uh, mourning processes that are not um, closed, are are, are not uh, finished, and uh, I think it is important that in the next year we are going to to. Um, I don't know. XR, we 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 uh, we will have uh, two hundred years as a republic, and um, there are a lot of profound wounds wounds that uh, should be uh, noticed by the by the next government that has that have to do with this 
these social processes, these uh, mournful processes that are not uh, closed, that are not finished. And I think to think that that I, that the next government should start to think this uh, symbolic dimension of of all these processes, violent processes. Yeah, that's that's a really important reflection. I think that that is true. I mean, those those wounds need need to heal. Uh, and it's going to be a, a very difficult uh, time, but but it's a need that, that the country has. Uh, so so thanks, Mateus. This has been really a pleasure talking to you. So where do the people can find you you online? Well, in Twitter, I am at Ando in Pando because you know Pando is is the the neighborhood where I lived. So it's uh, at Ando in Pando in Twitter, basically. Yeah, so thank you so much. This has been a pleasure talking to you. Oh, thanks to you. And, and just, you, you have to excuse me for my, for my English. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it, it was really great.